G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I'm Lech Dog and I'm here for Tradio Episode 5. I'm joined by the beautiful man from Perth. It's Damo. Yay, I'm here. Is that what you wanted? It's the end, it's the end of trade period, Damo. Well, it might not be, but, but, but currently it's the end of trade period. It's the end of trade period number one. Potentially there could be a number two. But the, Would you say a trade period to Electric Boogaloo? The sequel is never as good, though. No, oh my god, we do look. We we're gonna do a rant set. We might not even need to do it in this pod demo. We can probably do a whole separate rant podcast with all the boys because like, it's just so disorganized. It's almost like the AFL is being run by Ned Guy. Good God, he he's. I don't know what he's doing. Well get to my thoughts on that. I've seen some people write some very convincing defenses for Collingwood's trade period, and I've seen a hell of a lot more uh, the opposite way. But let's look. Let's just talk. Uh, let's talk Supercoach. Let's talk all the trades. We'll get to Collingwood. The news is that maybe there's going to be another trade period because the AFL doesn't know its head from its head from its ass. We think we know list sizes now, Damo. We think, what, what, what's it going to be? Uh, minimum of 37, maximum of 44. The split between senior and rookie list is up to um, clubs, but you can only have a maximum of two Category B players. Pretty much you can only have a maximum of 40, 44 players on your on your list. All right, so we've lost, what? what is it, four, four players? Three or four players, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's not hugely surprising, but a nightmare for anyone who's on the edge of a list and looking to get re-rookied, etc. But let's let's not worry about that. We saw some delistings today. Adelaide have chopped a few players. Y'all can read about that in your own time because we're here to talk super coach, and none of them were super coach relevant. Demo, we had a hell of a lot of trades in the last day, unsurprisingly. Even after the last day technically oh yeah all right (laughs) what's the point of setting a deadline demo if you're going to ignore your own artificial deadline okay i i've got i can see why the afl did it because this year obviously clubs were doing it from the comfort of their own club rooms they weren't able to sit inside the kenwood room right at the end because remember in previous years it has been if you're inside the kenwood room to lodge paperwork at when deadline is there, you can still lodge your paperwork. This time they had a different system where obviously clubs were all over the country. Pretty much to be technically standing in the Ken Wood room, you had to email your trade through to basically stand in the queue. So I can see why it happened the way it did, but you're obviously not, not a fan of trades going through after the deadline. It's still dumb as shit. If you set a deadline, get your trades in before the deadline. It's not that freaking hard. Get hey AFL. If there's going to be a queue, get more people signing off on the on the trades. How about that? Have ten people there to sign off on the trades instead of one. Then you won't have to go over the deadline that you set. Put Steve anyway. Hawking to work. Jeez, it's not that hard. It's not. The NBA's come up with a free agency, a draft, and a trade period. It took them like 
the turnaround's been a week, and they're like, all right, here's here's what we're doing. Here's the CBA. Here's how everything's going. Blah, blah, blah. Nothing's really changing. Let's do it. Let's fucking go. And then the season started in two weeks. Let's do it, baby. At least they did it before the season has started. All right. Doesn't matter. Let's talk Supercoach. No one's listening anymore. Thank you to Telebeats if you're listening for the music. <laughs> all right. The first trade that went through yesterday, Damo, at, at the time of recording, the D's decided they're buying into this draft. They sent... they. Uh, traded for pick 25. They sent out 31 and 43. The Ds are loading up on this draft. So are Essendon and GWS, but I don't know if it's their choice. But, Demo, these clubs seem to like what they uh, see in the draft. I am I can see why GWS did it. I can see why um, the other club you mentioned did it. But Mel- Essendon? Es- Essendon, because Essendon now have 6, 7, and 8. Um, I believe it was Cal Toomey said... After the top 10, there's like a steep drop-off in quality and everything sort of evens out. So that's why it's been so hard to, to do a phantom draft this year because pretty, pretty much after the top 10, everyone's exactly the same. Hmm. It's interesting. I Good luck to them because uh, the Blues are effectively out of this draft as well. So I'm, I'm not actually that interested. Anyway, this set them up. For that X-Trade Melbourne, they received Ben Brown and pick 28 and a future fourth. They sent out pick 26 and pick 33 and a future fourth. So Ben Brown came in for nothing, really. What? Pick 33? Laughing. That's a bargain, Demo. It is a bargain. I think Melbourne will be very good at Melbourne as well. Yeah, and in terms of Supercoach, I don't know that he has a lot of relevance. Ended this year... Priced at just 227k. Look, he's averaged for the last four years above 76. So if he comes in at 200k, you'd look at him. You'd potentially look at him as a forward rookie. Yeah, it really depends on the price that he comes through at. Yeah, I can't do the maths live on the pod. Averaged 48. So probably going to be out of our price range. Uh, if he averaged 48, he'll be about 250k. Yeah, it might be just a little bit too expensive. Depends how things shake out with the rookies. Right, we move on to the next trade that went through. It was St. Kilda receiving Jack Higgins, pick 21 and a future fourth, and sending out pick 17 and a future second. Pretty good dealing by St. Kilda. They get a Jackie boy Higgins after he can't break into that Richmond side. Any relevance to you? Obviously a good pickup. I really liked Jack Higgins in his draft year. He averaged like 150 points um, in his draft year and then was as a midfielder, obviously, um, and then was played as a small forward when he got to Richmond. So it really depends on his role at St. Kilda, but he might be a good pick um, depending on his price, really. Yeah, so average 78 in 10 games cost 2020. So he's going to be... Middle of the pack price range is probably going to be too awkward of a price to look at. I agree with you. I'm still angry that he got through. It's the same thing was was when Caleb Daniel was going through the draft and everyone's champion data like, these guys are good at football. Just because they don't meet your expectations of what a footballer looks like, you shouldn't ignore them. And I think both of them have proven to be pretty damn good players. Yeah, I, re- I really like them. I think they're good players. All right, moving on to the next trade. Here we go. I like this by West Coast. They bring in Alex Witherden and a fifth-round pick, and they send out a third-rounder and a future third 
around us. So pretty cheap price to pay for Witherden. I don't know that Brisbane could afford to hold on to him with their influx of talent. He's got Supercoach relevance, Damo, surely. Uh, well, he's being brought in as Shannon Hearn's successor, from what I've been told. So who knows if he actually slots into that 22 as quickly as we would like for our Supercoach teams, but maybe not next year, but the year after for sure, yeah. Yeah, I think definitely 2021 we're going to be looking at this kid as an absolute lock. Twenty, uh, Sorry, 2022. 2021, I'm not so sure they've actually even mentioned like that he can move up on a wing in some of the interviews so probably not great for blokes like jared brander and stuff like that but with it in definitely a lock i'm saying it now for 2022 will be one of the first picked remain to be seen for 2021 the next pick demo oh and this wasn't this beauty to behold it's the fire sale started at Collingwood. Oh, sorry. It wasn't a fire sale demo. It was an attempt to get back into the draft. Yes. I. Since when were Collingwood rebuilding? Weren't they at a grand final two years ago, three years ago? <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. But they get Jaden Stevenson, Artu Busanavalagi, and pick number 39 from Collingwood and not and Collingwood receives pick 26 pick 33 and a fourth round pick so that means North Melbourne effectively turned Ben Brown into Jaden Stevenson R2% of Alagi and pick 39 and the best part about this because there's there is merit some merit to this trade from the Collingwood perspective in isolation they on traded these like these picks. They they moved them on to get rid of another bloke. So, oh, I'm reveling in it. What was the fire sale? Well, let's talk about these players from a super coach perspective. Jaden Stephenson uh, really probably hasn't been relevant to us since his rookie year. Averaged eighty in 2019, so he can put up some half decent scores. Any chance you're going to be picking him at North Melbourne? I don't see the supply, to be honest. He likes to play out of the goal square. He likes to take marks. He needs quality entries. I'm, I'm not sure that, uh, yeah, it's it's going to find its way to him. still think he's a, he's a really, really good pickup by them. But, yeah, I agree. I, I don't know that the super coach relevance is there. But this man, who knows? Hang on, let me try and not butcher his name. Bosenavulagi. Bosenavulagi. There we go. Yep. You can just call him R2 if that's easier. R2, R2-D2, played just the three games this year for 32 points, 33 average. He might see some games in this midfield at uh, Collingwood. He's a a heavy tackler. He could do some damage, maybe plays up forward a bit. I think if he could get a game, he's going to be a rookie price player. Yeah, he'll start at a... He'll start at... A slightly elevated price, given that he did play this year, but he won't be that too far above a basement price. No, and look, he's probably not worth getting super enamoured with. He's had scores of 55, 31, and 12 last year. Although, was that 12 injury affected? No, it was just a smashing against the Eagles, it looks like. (laughs) Um, God, I love when Collingwood struggle. I think he's got some merit, Damon. I think he's one we need to temporarily lock into our benches uh, in the Supercoach Picker when it opens. Yeah, I think so as well. 
you know, it's you got to look for these guys at this stage of the year, whether they, they end up picking them or not. You just got to look at guys that, you know, in theory have been brought in to play a role. Damo, do you want to take us through the next trade that happened? I think it was just a pick swap, but we may as well talk about it. Yeah, the next the next trade was pretty much Melbourne buying in, into the draft again. They got Brisbane's first two selections, 18 and 19, and a future second. Um, and Brisbane got that number 25 that Melbourne got off Sydney and some and two and two fourth round picks in 68 and 69 and a future first. So Brisbane pretty much traded where where did Melbourne finish? So Brisbane basically got pick 10 for next year, let's say, and pick 25, pick 68 and pick 69 for 18 and 19, which on the surface is actually a very good trade. I think it's smart from both parties. Melbourne clearly sees something in this draft. Maybe they're trying to package it up and move higher in the order, but if they're not, they're going to get some talent at 18 and 19. Brisbane are out of a problem where they're basically at a full list already. So luckily the AFL said they only need to take up a minimum of one player in the draft. They basically had a full list. So they've kind of, by getting two or three good players through the door in this offseason. They've hamstrung themselves a little. But moving into a future first, banking on Melbourne not being that great next year, I think that's a, a gamble probably worth taking. The next trade demo, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Arazio Fantasia. And a fourth-round pick go to Port for pick 29 and the future third. It's almost like that deal that Dodoro wasn't going to do, that he said wasn't good enough. Then Port said, well, that's the deal. Well, he finally did the deal. I think that's because Fantasia said he wouldn't be return, return, return wouldn't be returning to the club if it didn't go through. So, I think in the end, Dodora had to go and get what he could for him. Is uh, Arazio as a small forward probably taking Boyd Woodcock's spot in the team at Port? Although he didn't end the year, maybe Brad Ebert's spot is a better example. Is he got any relevance to us? Uh, when fit, maybe? No, probably not. Yeah, I don't think so from a super coach perspective. Interested to see how it goes. Hopefully he can get fit and play some extended footy. Can we talk about the biggest bargain deal ever now? Yes, we can. Tom Phillips to Col- uh, to Hawthorne from Collingwood, and Collingwood get pick 65. Just... Oh, just breathe it in, community. If you're calling on support, our apologies, but just breathe it in because this is delicious. So Well done to Hawthorne. I like it for three reasons. One, the deal was simple. It wasn't like future this, future that, second round pick randomly here for some reason. It was just Tom Phillips pick 65. You never see that anymore, but I love it. The next thing I like is... Hawthorne now have someone to replace Isaac Smith. Per- yeah, well, they also had um, had Hen- Ricky Henderson retire as well, who's spending a lot of time on a wing. So they've got a ready-made player who's only going to be 25 next year to come in and make an impact straight away. It's really not. It's a really, really good uh, management. Maybe he's a little overpaid. Who knows? But love it. And I also think that Tom Phillips' price would come into consideration for me, depending. Um, on that, but he might be in consideration for a 
last midfield spot potentially in my Supercoach side next year. Yeah, I'm thinking similarly. So he averaged, we're going to be benefited by the fact that he only averaged 75 in his 15 games this year, but we know his ceiling, his best ever season, the season that got him paid 2018, he did average 90 Supercoach points. If you can get him for a bargain, maybe there's an opportunity. The points have to go somewhere, as I like to say. And why not go to him? He's not got, he's not a lock for me, but he is some that I'll, I'll monitor. And I think you're going to get some really good value out of him in draft leagues. And I, and I think he might actually go too high in drafts purely because when players get traded, I think people all of a sudden jump on them. But there is a void of significance there, so... I also think that he's a chance to get forward eligibility just based on where he was played this season. If that's the case, then it's a very interesting, very interesting discussion to have, which I'm sure we'll have many times. Love it. The second salary dump, amazing. By the way, if the AFL was a was a real league and allowed proper salary dumping, Collingwood wouldn't even got wouldn't have even got pick sixty five. They would have given up pick sixty five to get rid of him. We'll talk about that another day. The Matthew Loby deal to Carlton still ruins my day. Talk to me about Jai Codwell. Well, Essendon have got him now. Um, They also have pick number 44 and pick number 74 from the Giants. And the Giants got pick 29 and a future second round selection. So two second rounders to JWS for Jai Codwell, essentially. So he's going to come in next year. He's going to be priced, what, in about, about 400K maybe? Average 65 in 2020. Is there any interest from your perspective? He's going to be at a really awkward price. I probably will be happy to see where he uh, where he takes off from and maybe it's, he's someone that, that I bring in early, but I don't know if he's someone I'll start with. Yeah, there's. I think he's got correction written all over him. There's not a lot of Essendon players I'm looking at at this point in time and He's certainly not one of them, <laughs> but I think it's a good little piece of business. They they um they get a decent player, good on them, I guess. Essendon, God, I hate them. The next trade demo, the final la piste de resistance. No, I'm saying I just I've half stuck viva la resist viva la res- resistance and uh piece piece of piece of, take over. <laughs> Like dogs having a stroke. Um, Adam Trelaw made his way to the Bulldogs um, along with picks 26, 33, and 42. And Collingwood received pick number 14 and a future second round selection. They're back in the draft, baby. They're back in the draft even though they gave out more value than they received and they gave out one of their best players and the coaches come out and said that the uh, the coach who publicly denied the accusations that he told him players didn't like him and the and Trelaw has now confirmed that has happened. Um, what else has happened? Oh, Ned Guy said that this was all tactical and they this was all part of the plan. What a awful, awful list management period we've seen, Damo. I'm so happy. I don't think they should have even got pick 14. They should have been lucky to have a future second, even with all the additions they sent away. Well done to the Bulldogs, who reportedly aren't even paying for Adam Chalor's full contract. I just love this. And now I don't think you can select any Bulldogs player because who knows where the hell they're going to play. Well, here's, here's my counterpoint, Damo. 
I think there's one Bulldogs player we can select, and, and I think it's Adam Trelaw. I think well, we were talking. I was talking to a good friend of the show, Craig Freeman, off air yesterday, and of all the players in that midfield mix at the Bulldogs now, there's one who can't play anywhere but the guts, and it's Adam Trelaw. And this guy hasn't averaged below a hundred since 2013. He's the least he's versatile. Part part of his curse is he has to play in the midfield. Injury is a concern, but if I'm picking a bulldog, it's this bulldog. Yeah, because Josh Dunkley will be playing in the ruck, and Stefan Martin will be playing as a small forward, and Bontempelli will be playing at centre half forward. <laughs> McRae will be playing on a wing. Bailey Smith will be playing in a back pocket. Adam Trelaw is always going to be in the guts. And even though, yes, he was injured this year, he still averaged 109, averaged 113 in 2019. Had he not been injured at the start of last year, he was in my starting team. If you go back and look at it, I just think that I think he's the safest dog. Yeah, I can understand that. I just don't think I'll be picking any to, to start with, to be honest. Yeah, look, realistically, we're probably not going to touch any of them, but he is probably the most the most appealing one to me. Jeremy Cameron finally made his way to Geelong. That he did, and it didn't cost him as much as it looks like it cost him. Do you want to go through what it did? So Geelong had to pay GWS picks 13, 15, and 20, and a future fourth-round selection. And Geelong got back, obviously, Jeremy Cameron, but also two future second-round selections. Yeah, and so I think, on the whole, yes, it was three firsts, but they're not real firsts. Some of them fall at, like, pick 21 or whatever it is, or will end up falling at pick 21. But they got their three firsts. Jeremy Cameron goes to the Cats. And, Damo, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit big or Jeremy Cameron, Supercoach 2021. Yeah, I think he will be an awesome uh, selection next year. I don't usually like picking key forwards, but the supplier that Geelong give their forward line, you've got to think about it. It's good. I think it's going to go one of two ways. You know, every year we debate about picking Tom Hawkins and generally in total points, he finishes pretty high. This year obviously had a good year from a Supercoach point of view. Jeremy Cameron's going to come in underpriced, having only averaged 72 this year. It's going to go one of two ways. Either he's going to fit in seamlessly and he's going to go 90 plus. You're going to get a really bargain forward for total points for the year. You know, up and down, he's, and he might lose you some league games, but total points, if overall ranks what you're aiming for, he's going to average really well. Or it'll go the other way, and he'll do what Tom Lynch has done since he went to Richmond, which in Supercoach is not a hell of a lot. Yeah, I, it's, it's one of those things that it'll purely depend on the sort of player that they see Jeremy being at the Cats and... To be honest, they do like their athletic forwards at the Cats, so I, I think he might be an okay option. Obviously, we've got to see what how he fits in with Tom Hawkins and all that. Yeah, if he if he can return you an average of ninety, which I'm I know he, he's actually only done once. He averaged eighty nine in twenty seventeen as well, but I think he can do that 
at the Cats, and I think he can be a valuable selection if you're trying to make a bargain forward line like I think we're going to have to. I think every year we have to make a bargain forward line, let's be honest. Well, yeah, that's a good point. One final trade happened, Damo, at about 9am this morning, or it felt like it anyway, it was that long (laughs) after the deadline. Essendon received Nick Hind and a fourth rounder from St. Kilda for two fourth rounders. He kind of valued at about pick 69. What do you make of it? I've heard some interesting gossip about Nick Hind. Nick Hind can score. He kind of can score. He uh, didn't have a huge year this year, but he can actually post decent scores. Do you want to talk us through that? So... He started the year in round two, didn't play round one, so he played after the long break and scored an 81 straight out of the gates. The next game he got injured, so he only, but then he, and he missed. Then he came back and scored another 81, 129, and then a 93. And then I think he was moved position because after that he only went above 50 once. Look, it's not super great reading, but you're right. He he does have a ceiling there. And talking to friend of the show, Craig Freeman, he reckons that Essendon might actually try and utilize Nick Hind off the, the half-back line to replace a Saad slash McKenna type role, which is intriguing. And if it's the case, it's a void of significance and he'll have value. But until I see it, he's not a regular super coach selection that I'm looking at. If he's utilized in that role, I actually think I might give him a miss, to be completely honest, because I think the games where he scored really well, he played as a small forward. Yeah, which is worrying for Supercoach. <laughs> it's really interesting to see where he lines up and uh, what scores might be produced by him. Yeah, he's he look, he's, he's one to watch, and we've been very positive this show demo about uh, about all these players for the most part because it's that time of year and this is where you this is the time to be positive. All right, demo. We're going to talk about. We're going to quickly go through all the teams, what they did, who they gained, who they lost. We're going. We're looking for super coach bumps or super coach dumps. So who left and who came in, who it affects, what we think is going to work out. All right, Collingwood lost Stevenson, R two D two, Phillips, and Trelaw. Who's your super coach, dump or bump? I've got a massive question mark over Collingwood entirely, to be honest. I It might affect their midfield mix a mi- little bit, but I'm not sure who or what or how. Maybe it bumps Josh Dacos. Interesting. I think it bumps Taylor Adams. Big and co- I don't know who it dumps. I've got no idea. <laughs> Big question mark for me. Essendon, in comes Caldwell, Wright, and Hind. Out goes Danaher, Saad, and Fantasia. Supercoach dump, supercoach bump. Uh, Hind, maybe a bump. Caldwell, maybe a bump. What about, does a guy like Ridley get affected with Adam Saad and Connor McKenna going out, or is his role sort of um, independent of them? I think his role might be independent of them, but 
towards the end of the season, we saw him take on a different role, and that's why we saw the drop in scoring. So who knows what plans they have for him with those guys out. So he might be a dump. Hmm, interesting. Let's move on. Greater Western Sydney. Out goes Caldwell, Cameron, Cor, Langdon, Williams. In comes Hogan and Pruce. Supercoach bump, supercoach dump. Pruce bump. Isaac coming bump. Lachlan Ash bump. So are they guys who are in the def- in defense? Is is coming off that half back line or is he a ruckman? Uh so Pruce is Ruckman, coming and Ash are off that half back line. Yeah, great. Great. Love you, Damo. That's why you're here. You know the things. All right, Adelaide. Out goes Rory Atkins, Brad Crouch, and Kyle Hardigan. In comes no one. Supercoach dump, supercoach bump. Can we talk about Jackson Haitley yet? Well, yeah, I guess we can. That's that's going to happen in either trade period two or preseason draft. So, uh, Haitley bump. I like it. Haitley bump. I think uh, Matt Crouch bump. I've got a feeling, and I'll, I'll have to check, but I've got a feeling his average is higher when Brad Crouch isn't in the team. I think he could be right. Fremantle, your mob, who goes out? It, Jesse Hogan leaves. Supercoach bump, supercoach dump. Controversial. Supercoach dump, Nat Fife. Oh, no. You're not telling me he's going to play forward, are you? I am. But no, no, no. that means Supercoach Bump, Andrew Brayshaw. No, I didn't get you on here for this slander. We can move on quickly if you want. Okay. Sydney, out goes Alira Lear, in goes Tom Hickey. Supercoach Dump, Supercoach Bump. Supercoach Bump, Will Gould. Will Gould, yeah. Alira Lear's out. Will Gould's in, you reckon? Something like that, yeah. God, I hope so. God, I want him to play. Richmond, Jack Higgins and Oleg Markov depart. No one comes in. Super coach dump, super coach bump. They weren't in their best 22 by the end of the year, so no one bumped, no one dumped. My bump is Jaden Short. I hope he can improve on his season. We saw him dominate the finals, play really well. Gold Coast Suns, out goes Peter Wright, in goes Rory Atkins and Oleg Markov. Who's your super coach bump and dump? Markov may be a bump, but no one, but no one really for me at the moment. Yeah. I, is Raul uh, maybe a super coach dump? Maybe Atkins comes in and uh, demands some mid-time. If Atkins moves Rowler than midfield, I will personally fly to the Gold Coast and punch Stuart Jew in the face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hawthorne. Super, uh, out goes Smith. In comes Hardigan and Phillips. Supercoach bump, supercoach dump. Uh, we already talked about Tom Phillips as the, a potential supercoach bump. Um, supercoach dump. No, not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Don't have a read on Hawthorne for Supercoach. Like every other year. North Melbourne, out goes Higgins, Ben Brown. In comes Core, Lockie Young, Jaden Stevenson, and R2-D2. Supercoach, number two, we get your bump. Supercoach. 
how does their 22 look for next year? That's probably the biggest thing that I need to see, but maybe bump for Bacena Falagi? Maybe bump for Lockie Young as well. They plan on using him as like a... I thought he was a key position player. I think I was thinking of the other... Was, is it Lewis Young? I think Lockie Young's more of a intercepting type player. So potentially two very cheap uh, rookies in that starting lineup. West Coast. Out goes Hickey. In comes a Langdon and Witherden. Supercoach dump. Supercoach bump. 2022 Alex Witherden Supercoach bump. Uh, no one really for next year, bump or dump. Brisbane, out goes Stefan Martin and Alex with it, and in comes Joe Danaher and Nakai Cocker too. Supercoach bump, supercoach dump. Supercoach bump, Oscar McInerney? <laughs> I'm so glad you said it. Supercoach bump, Nakai Cocker too, for me. If healthy, of course, touch wood. Melbourne, out goes Bruce and Hannon. In comes Ben Brown. Supercoach bump, supercoach dump. Supercoach bump, Christian Petrarca and yes. Ben Brown. Yes. Carlton, out goes no one. In comes Williams, Saad and Fogarty. Supercoach dump, supercoach bump. Supercoach dump, Nick Newman and Sam Doherty. Supercoach bump, Zach Williams. How fucking dare you. <laughs> Sard Williams Doherty that's my starting back line next year don't at me oh I'll be adding you Geelong out goes Fogarty and Nakai Cocker too in comes Jeremy Cameron Isaac Smith and Sean Higgins no <laughs> no super coach dump or bump Jeremy Cameron may be a bump but no not really I think Sean Higgins Bump, but not enough of a bump to be super coach relevant. I think he just takes the Gary Ablett role, but I don't think 95 points is enough. Port Adelaide, no one went out. In came Alira Lear and Arazio Fantasia. Do we have any up bump, uh, super coach bump or dump? Justin Westhoff scored quite well, and that's the role that they've pegged for Alira Lear. So maybe Alira Lear bump? Yeah, not not for mine. I think mm, I'm hoping Travis Boak is a bit of a bump just because he won't have to play as much in the back line or forward line when resting next year. Maybe. They'll probably just leave him on the bench. St. Kilda, out goes Nick Hind. In comes Brad Crouch and McKernan and Jack Higgins. Supercoach dump, supercoach bump. Uh, Jack Steele, supercoach dump. Oh, you think Supercoach Dump? I think Supercoach Bump for Jack Steele. Really? Talk me through I, it. I think Brad Crouch attracts opponents' attention, does a lot more of the hard stuff for Jack Steele. I think Jack Steele benefits from Brad Crouch coming into the team. See, I think their midfield becomes too overflowed. I like it, Damon. I like it. I can't wait to watch it. Western Bulldogs out goes Lockie Young. In comes Mitch Hannon, Steph Martin, and Adam Trelaw. Supercoach dump, supercoach bump. Clark is going to love me for this. I reckon Mitch Hannon, supercoach bump. There it is, community. We've bumped them, we've dumped them, and now it's time to thump the record button because this podcast is over. Damo, you've been beautiful as always. I'm glad you're here. Do you have any shout-outs? I've got one shout out and it's 
make sure you donate to Lek Dog's Movember campaign. Yes, you'll find that on my socials. I should probably do a better job of promoting it. My shout-out, Damo, is to listen to the latest episode of the Jock Reynolds Supercoach BBL podcast, which you recorded this week with Azza and Dill, and it's fantastic.